This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Welcome to Lead Singer Syndrome. So first order of business, if you tuned in last week, I have done it. I have gone the whole week, now 10 days of no drinking. So my New Year's resolution has been uh, going very, very well. Thank you to the people that emailed me. Uh, Sorry, I've had a rough week. (laughs) I tell you I haven't been drinking and then I say I have a rough week. No, but for real, it's been a very busy week for me. Um, You know, I've got this solo thing that I, I know I've been very, very secretive about. But uh, the news will be flooding in shortly all about that, so not much more time to wait. So uh, sorry if I haven't gotten back to you this week with the emails. Please, though, if you ever want to say anything to me, email me, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I will try to get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, Another thing I've been doing this week, um, like a lot of people, I've been binge-watching the show Making a Murderer on Netflix, and uh, wow, that that show has really occupied a lot of my, my thinking. Uh, and I would love to exchange uh, some theories. I, and I finished the the ten episodes, and now I'm reading all about the case online. And uh, if if anyone hasn't watched it, it's uh, it, it'll blow your mind. So so check that out, making a murderer, and uh, send me an email, and let's 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 chat, shall we? Today we have a great show. As always, we got Bo Boken of Bless the Fall. Uh, he's married to Lights, another lead singer, which is kind of similar to uh, Jason Butler from Let Live last week. Uh, so he talks a lot about that. Uh, he's a new dad. We get into that stuff. And also, even though he grew up in Southern California, apparently he, he was a huge hockey player as a kid, which is also crazy. Uh, so it really is a great, uh, great conversation, and I've known Bo a long time, so it was great to sit down, uh, actually right here in my apartment in Toronto. That's where we did it. So some show news. Um, we have some huge names uh, that we've booked for the show, and 
I wish I could spill the beans and just tell you guys right now who they are. Uh, unfortunately, I can't do that. Uh, maybe we'll start doing some teasers and stuff uh, so you guys don't have to wait until you know Monday morning, like Christmas morning. I hope that's how it is for some listeners uh, to find out who's on the show. But we have some great guests. So I'm just reminding you guys, if you're not subscribed, if you're listening to this again on like SoundCloud or something, please go to how you listen to podcasts and hit the subscribe button. That will really help us out. Uh, and also write a review on iTunes if you can. That helps us out. Uh, I love all that stuff. Also, I haven't been promoting the hate line. It's been a little dried up lately. So please, 657-666-HATE. Please let me have it. I love the hate. Give it to me. And as I've mentioned for the last couple weeks as well, uh, we got this Amazon referral link set up. Uh, it's super easy. If you're going to buy anything off Amazon.com, all you do is you go to leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. It takes you right to the homepage of Amazon. You log in as you normally would. And the only difference is when you buy something, uh, it costs you absolutely nothing, but the show gets 4% of whatever you buy. So if you spend 100 bucks, we get 4 bucks. And if 100 people spend 100 bucks, we get 400 bucks. Is that right? Is my math right? I'm pretty good at math. Yeah, so, you know, that's the idea, is to get a bunch of people doing doing this, using this Amazon link, and it will really help us out and pay for some of the costs and help the show grow. So let's jump into it. Here it is, my conversation with Bo Boken of Bless the Fall. about oh yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it all whatever whatever uh okay you <laughs> so here we are with Bo Boken from Bless the Fall yes. and uh you've just told me it's your very first podcast yep we're here I'm kind of, I'm nervous now now that I yeah. really get to think about it I don't want to screw this up you and should I want be every, nervous. yeah I want everyone to think I'm a cool podcaster <laughs> I don't know. So far, <laughs> well, you know, what? before we get going, before what people can't see is we have like an amazing view of uh, which lake is this again? That's Lake Ontario of Lake Ontario. And there's an, a sweet airport and there's planes f- taken off over us. That's right. And yeah. So, we're at my apartment in yeah. uh, Toronto. And yeah, it, I guess it's a pretty sweet view. So I mean, you close your eyes and picture it right now. Yeah. I've lived listening. here for just over a year now. And I guess maybe it's like kind of worn off yeah. a little bit, but you know, and the trains go by too, which, yeah. you know, you're leaving that part out, but no, uh, it's it's nice here. Yeah, it's Toronto's awesome. Nice. And now you're uh, not a Canadian, officially a Canadian, but you are married to a Canadian and oh, you yeah. live in Canada. How's that going for you? Uh, it's awesome. I got the permanent residency card, and so now when I come to Canada, I pop the card out and I feel real official. And I'm like, "Yep, there you go. Slide that over. There's my." Uh, and they let me in. And before it was like, "Why are you here? How long are you staying? What are you doing? Who who's your girlfriend?" Oh uh, yeah, what do they do? Where do they live? What you know, it was like a hundred questions. Yes. Have you ever been arrested? Why? You know, and I'm just like, Oh God, they're not gonna let me Would in. you say they're nice to you now? Uh they're pretty nice to me actually. They're really? like, Welcome welcome back. Really? Mr. Welcome Boca. back. You get you get a welcome right. back. That's not I bad. get a welcome back to the States too, they go welcome home when I go back to the States. That's right. So but, do you uh, do the thing where you like Use one passport to get in, and then the other one, like you yeah. know, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the way to go. That's <laughs> the way to go. I'm, I'm not sure. That I've I've heard before you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, but I don't really understand why you can't. So. Yeah, 
It works for me. That's good. So, uh, and you're here in Toronto with uh, your wife. Mm-hmm. She's doing some promo stuff. Yeah. You've got your little one here. I guess most people that know you know, uh, know <laughs> yeah, they know about what, you know, what's up with your life yeah. and they know about your, uh, your little uh, baby girl rocket. How old yep. is she now? She's a year and a half and um, it's been crazy, man. Like she's growing so much and she loves Bless the Fall. Uh, she does already. When she come, yeah, when she comes to the shows, uh, she sits side stage and waves her hands up and down. She probably just sees her dad jumping around like a monkey, and probably <laughs> just thinks it's awesome. Yeah, like she's just like ah, she gets super excited and like very engaged, and uh, and it's awesome to see. And th- in fact, we have a there's a video on my phone of me stage diving on the last day of Warp Tour. And she goes through all the videos and I just kind of let her watch whatever, you know, she's a whiz on the iPhone already, like way better than I am. That's crazy. So she scrolls through the videos and plays different ones and then looks at me. And so she always gets, goes to that one and she's like, jumping, jumping, jumping. Like she says jumping because she sees me fly off the stage. Daddy, daddy. So it's really cool to see her like being stoked on something like that that I do. You know what I mean? Something that I I love so much and I have so much fun doing. Absolutely. It's cool to see that she's kind of engaged there. Absolutely. You know? So, I mean, that it must have been a real whirlwind in your life when all of a sudden... I mean, obviously, there's the whole... You know, you're, you're getting ready for it. You have nine months to prepare for what's going to be. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I don't have any kids myself, but, you know, they always say you can't prepare. Yeah, it's And true. with your schedule, <laughs> your wife's schedule... Mm-hmm. That must have just been crazy when all that kind of came to a head. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, yeah, no, no pun intended. Um, it was pretty intense. Um, like you said, you, you really can't prepare for it. There's no other better way to describe it. You, you sort of know it's coming and you can buy some things and you know you buy the diapers and you buy all the different things and um lights actually was performing up until about seven months pregnant and before we announced it and uh and she was hiding it pretty well she just wore like a big flowy shirt and people were just like oh that's really cool and trendy she's got this big giant shirt on like no one could really tell and uh and uh so she's like a champ man she was in the studio recording till labor like literally wow. that day she went into labor. She goes, I think we're going to have a baby tonight. And I'm, and she's in the vocal booth and I'm sitting in the, like the, in the, you know, tracking room or whatever. And I'm just like, Oh, what? She's like, no alarm. Just, I think we're going to have the baby tonight. So, you know, um, it, yeah, it's been a total whirlwind. We, we've had to just really plan things a lot more carefully. Uh, you know, it's going, okay. So when are your days off? When are my days off? When, you know, when can I come out and see you? And, um, and, and like this right now, what's happening here, it's like she's got press. So I stayed home with Rocket for a couple of days, flew out with her. We're doing this. She goes to the UK. I go to LA and Rocket's going to hang out with me for like the longest period of time we've been together uh, alone. It was like, wow. I think we're going to do like six days alone. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, and um, it's just because it's, it's too expensive to fly all three of us out there and, yeah, I get know, it. And, sure. and stuff like that. So she's going out there for press and stuff. And like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of a circus, but um, we tried to keep her happy and keep her calm. And she's just like such a great kid. Like you pull into like a different hotel room every few nights or like things like that. Or like we're staying, you know, down the, down the road here. It's like 
you just make it home. You know what I mean? It's kind of like us touring. It's like you make where you go home. You make your bus yeah. home. You make your these places home. You bring things that you love with you to feel comfortable. So that's what we do with her. She's got an iPad with like Caillou and Cat in the Hat on it and, um, you know, her favorite toys and books and things like that. And so you just make it home for her wherever we go. That's so, it's yeah. pretty crazy. It is absolutely. That <laughs> is absolutely intense. crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, not only is just the fact that you guys are, are both, I mean, touring musicians, yeah. both kind of like in the peaks of your careers, the ages that you are, all that is, that is so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. um, but the other thing that's kind of interesting is like this podcast is called Lead Singer Syndrome. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> the whole thing is that, you know, we're talking about what it's like to be a lead singer. And yeah. you're in an interesting position because you're married to another, another lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what is that like? You, do you guys, you guys sit in like lay in bed and talk about vocal melodies uh, and like do you have vocal exercises together before you brush your teeth or yeah, it's that's funny because she's i mean like way more talented than i am first of all she is like she can play every instrument she writes everything you know and stuff like that so i'm kind of like that's really cool how you can do that you know i'm kind of yeah. like um but no there's there's there there are a lot of times where um you run into things like when you're on tour and if your significant other doesn't tour, they don't understand kind of what you're going through. Um, like say you're having a shitty soundtrack and everything sounds like ass and you're fucking pissed off about it and the press sucked that day or something. You know what I mean? Like I can say that to her and she goes, Oh man, I'm sorry. And right. knows what I'm talking about. Sure. Exactly. What like you're my fucking about. in ear, like the left ear went out and then like got RF and, and she's going, Oh man, that's the worst. They should like get you a new paddle or something. You know, like she just, yeah gets it and so yeah. it makes it makes touring and it makes being away that much easier when because she knows like what's going on you know so uh <laughs> but you know she's helped actually um write uh she's helped write melodies with me before yeah. as well um we did a song together on our last record and then in the newest record um we right across the way no one can see where i'm pointing but i'm pointing at a building next year is where <laughs> a building next <laughs> to my building a building yes. next to the building that we stay in when we come into toronto and I was recording, there's a song called Dead Air on the record, and I, I wrote these melodies, and actually she helped me write the pre-chorus melody, because um, I was like, listen to this, it kind of is like a major key and stuff, and and she was like, oh, why, why don't you do something like this? I'm like, that sounds so sick, yes. So yeah. we recorded the demo right over there, and people were like calling and complaining, because I was, I was like, I had like a sheet over my head in like this living room, it's not our living room, it's like we're renting this place, oh, and yeah. I'm singing as loud as I can, and then she's singing it, so I can like hear it and people are calling like the owner of the place and being like there's people yelling at the top of their lugs like next door to us and they keep like, yelling the same thing over and over, over again yeah, like <laughs> the same words i don't know it's, it's, something might be wrong sometimes it's a little higher it might be a harmony <laughs> no they said and 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 now there's a girl singing they called again and they go, now there's a girl singing there so they got like multiple this melody is just in my head and it won't get out <laughs> and then we heard it on the radio no uh but yeah um so it's really cool to to be in to be in a relationship like that where um, she totally gets it. There's nothing that she really doesn't get that I'm going through out on the road and it helps and it's special and I definitely yeah. don't take it for granted. I'm definitely stoked on it. I guess, and I guess it works both ways too. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, I guess for her too to have someone there that's understanding what she's going yeah. through. Well, she but, goes the other day, she goes, um, shows me an email. Uh, which beanie should we, should we use? She's showing me merch. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. she's like, Oh, should we use this on the cutoff or should we use this on? And I'm like, yeah, that would be sick here. And like, blah, blah, blah. She's, oh, it's sweet. And so you're like sharing like merch design ideas. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but is it, is it tough to separate, <laughs> kind of separate that? Like, you know, I mean, for me, like mm-hmm. my whole life is my band pretty much. Like I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like yeah. everything I do, like you see my apartment, like you came in, there's like a guitar here. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, you know, I can, I can never, it's always difficult for me to separate myself and my life from like my music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of what helps me separate it is that, you know, my girlfriend, yeah, she loves music and she plays a little and sings yeah. a little bit too, but it's not her profession. Sure. So yeah. there's a little bit of separation for me, yeah. but for you, yeah, is that difficult ever? Like to be... Both of you guys together and you're both kind of thinking about it and you yeah. both know you can talk to each other yeah. and you understand, but maybe you don't want to talk about yeah, I music think, or touring or whatever. Yeah. I think the separation is maybe the music styles and the, you know, like she deals with a lot of radio and things like that. It's definitely different styles of music, you yeah. know what I mean? And different types of tours where, um, you know, she's taking out like one band on tour and we got like five bands in yeah. a, a, a whole package. Um, so there's a little, there's, there are differences, but, um, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously a point in time where you, you just, you don't talk about it. You just don't focus on, on music. You just concentrate on your relationship and what you're doing in, in your, in your lives and your child, you know, sure. what I mean? and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, we've learned to just, yeah, there's a time where you just kind of leave it out and, focus on other things that are important and go on vacation. <laughs> right. That's what vacations are for, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. plus, and your daughter likes your music better than hers. Oh man. No. Oh, well you said, you said at the beginning that she was, you know, well, moshing and yeah. around the house and seeing dad. Yeah. So she, is there, there must be some competition there. Yeah. Here's the thing. She, when, when lights has a show, she'll wear her headphones and she'll fall asleep. When she's at our show, she's like, she wants to jump around and like party but it's a different vibe right like you got five grown men like losing their minds and shaking their heads around and stuff and it's like yeah and then you know lights the show is like more visual and obviously she's engaging as well but it's not like a big it's not a big circus oh i you understand I mean? so yeah the kids love the circus so, so. i guess so yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> I guess I want to get into a little bit of how you started with like music and singing and everything because you said it's your first pod- podcast, so yeah. I mean it gives you a little more time now to kind of talk about you grew up and 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 you discovered punk rock yeah, or hardcore yeah. or metal or yeah. radio rock or whatever it was, and you joined a band <laughs> and then like how did that early kind of part of your musical upbringing and especially specifically with singing, how did that yeah. like all start for you, man? Um well, you go back. Well, my my family is super talented. Like a lot of people in my family play piano and guitar and all this stuff. And I always felt like I was kind of not that. Like I was in like choir. Like I went to Catholic school and in choir, and I wouldn't sing. The like the whole oh, yeah. everyone else is singing, and I'd be so embarrassed. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And, like I wouldn't sing. So my mom just figured I wasn't going to be very musical. You know, like okay, whatever. Like she put me in piano lessons. I didn't really like it. Um, but I got into originally like first music I loved. And I went out and bought a cassette tape of was hip hop. It was hip hop. It was Dr. Dre. It was like the chronic, right? Like it was and my you're first, in California at this point too, right? California. Los Angeles. This is like the, the riots are happening very soon after that. Yep. And, um, and I'm in the middle of it all. I'm like in the hotbed of, of Compton. It, I'm, very close to Compton. Bobo was, can grow up in Compton. Yeah, I was about 25 minutes away from okay. Compton, which okay. is close enough for me. Close enough. Uh, maybe a little close to 20 minutes. Um, but uh, like when the riots happened, we had ashes all over our, our house and our car and stuff. Wow. So it's like 
that's how close you are. So it was like you yeah, could so jump in a car, go down you. there, and, yeah. go, and go loot if if I really wanted to. I remember my neighbor was talking about. It. I was like, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm cool. Um, but uh, so I was into hip hop, gangster rap, all that kind of stuff. And um, in my best friend was into like Metallica and um, Guns N' Roses yep. and things like that. So he's like bringing me and like Megadeth, and he's like bringing tapes over to my house listen to this tape, listen to this tape. And I'm going like, Oh no, it's all right. I got Snoop Dogg and you know, it's whatever. Like, <laughs> and it's true. I just love, I was like such a hood rat. dude. It was weird. And, um, finally, like I remember he showed me like, it was like black album or something like that. And I was like, Whoa, this is like, you know, amazing. And then like, I kind of went back in the catalog with like kill them all right. Lightning, things like that. Sure. And I'm like, this is so sick. It's aggressive in its own way. I think that's what I liked about gangster rap. It was super aggressive and like, yeah, you know, and, and it was like not, not like a normal safe thing. You know what I mean? It was like, so was this, okay. So you're, you're, you're saying your two favorite types of music growing up were gangster rap and <laughs> heavy metal, and heavy metal, and thrash metal. So yeah. like, and you say you like this anger. Was that, yeah. were you an angry kid? Um, I think I just, I, I thought I, wanted to be a gangster like my best friend was kind of this like cholo kid you know i grew up in a predominantly mexican neighborhood yeah 99.9 percent mexican i'm half mexican you wouldn't be able to tell but um and so i just thought the lifestyle was cool right like you gotta wear baggy pants and tag on walls and listen to this music and i just i don't know it was a little bit just rebellious from okay catholic school (laughs) i mean um and so no when i started listening to metal i was like wow this is this is crazy. This is amazing. And then that's the gateway. So Metallica was like my gateway to everything else. And it was punk rock. Um, no effects, minor threat, which at that time was kind of like opposite, right? Like, like no effects is kind of talking shit on, on straight yeah, edge. The straight edge like song. The yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, and then uh, I think Green Day is in there. Eventually, Blink One Eight Two. Sure. So, um, so you have all these like punk bands that sort of start taking influence on in your life. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it must have taken over your life in terms of, I don't know, like you, the direction that you were going. I guess yeah. too. Like, like yeah. tell me about your upbringing in high school and stuff. Like, were you, were you like a punk rock kid in high school? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you played basketball and sports. I know. So, yeah. like, what what were you like in high school? Punk rock jock. Um, I was like, uh, so by the time I got to high school, I was playing hockey. I was, um, you know, going to sh- uh, my first show was. I think it was Blink-182, 97. Okay. Um, I went to like a backyard gig before that or something like that. Like yep. some band called the Cankersaurs out in Pasadena. I don't know. And it's, it was like Mohawk backyard thing. But my first show was Blink-182, 1997. I remember like it changed my life. It honestly did. It's so cliche to say like, you know, something was, like that changed your life. But it actually did. Uh, yeah, yeah, old Riverside, right? Riverside, so, okay. Um, I was like, yeah, like Less Than Jake, Homegrown, things like that. All the typical like bands that toured together back then. And I was just like, this is this is insane. Like this is the coolest thing I've ever witnessed and felt and experienced. And I crowd surfed for my first time. I stayed. I ran around Tom DeLonge and stage dove. You know what I mean? Like no one's ever gonna get to do that again. <laughs> um, so like you know, just the way that it impacted me, I was like, I want to do that. And it really was. It, it, it's hard to like. I think it's hard for a lot of people to pinpoint the moment that they, you know, musicians to figure out when they want to do music. But for me, that was the actual moment. Like when I went home that night, I couldn't sleep. I just kept thinking about the show. And the next day at school, I was like telling everyone about this content. And I was like a freshman and no one was going to like shows back then, you know, like that young, I guess, you know, okay. I think it's still kind of young to go to a show on a on yeah. like school night. Yeah, I'd say so. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so, uh, 
Uh, you know, I'm telling everyone about the show and everyone's like, that's so fucking cool, man. Like, that's crazy, you know? And I was just like, I want to do that. I want to, I want to make a crowd of people feel the way I felt. I want to make them forget about all the other shit that's going on and just have a blast and just connect with the music and the lyrics and the energy and the almost like camaraderie a lot of times with, with the crowd, you know, like you're standing pushed up sweaty against some other person that loves what you love that probably listens to that band in their bedroom on the in their car wherever they're going just like you do so that was that was awesome for me um and 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 i was very serious about hockey then as well um so it was kind of like this push and pull of like i have a show tonight i want to go to but i have a game tomorrow on this, right. you know what I mean? Like I, and I'm, I started like traveling for hockey. I, I went on independent study. So that I got pulled out of high school. I was dying my hair, like t- 20 different colors. So it was like this push and pull of like, I have music posters all over my wall. And my mom's like, why don't you have hockey posters? Like, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. that was my, all my time and energy was put into How did you get to hockey? hockey? Cause in Southern California, <laughs> that doesn't seem like, I mean, I, I know the Gretzky came in 94 and sure. hockey got more popular yeah. all over sure. the U S but and especially in Los Angeles, but it seems a little weird for a kid to like grow up playing hockey in, yeah. in California and not basketball or baseball or something. Yeah. How did that come about I, for you? I, I did play basketball. I did play baseball. I didn't play competitively. Um, but I was, I liked all sports. Bo's pretty good at basketball though. Anyone, uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen him play. He's pretty good. I'm all right. I, I could be better. I need to, I need to work on my, He's my jump good. shot. But, I've seen uh, him do like a six, three sixty jam. <laughs> I wish. On an eight foot net. I would, on an eight foot net. <laughs> I would give a finger to be able to slam dunk. Is that bad? <laughs> like, um, I think most people, uh, I would yeah. give my left pinky if, if I we, could if slam we dunk. I was Jordan era would, than most people yeah. would, uh, would say the same thing. Um, no, about hockey is it's funny because my there was an ice rink, uh, and where was it? It wasn't super close, but my like it, my dad would take my little sister ice skating, and my little sister would go to work with my dad, and he'd take her ice skating, and then he'd be like, "Hey, do you want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Like I've never ice skated, <laughs> like whatever, like let's try it out. And so I would rent the shitty like figure skates that they'd have there, and I was like, "This is so fun! It's so fun!" And I kind of just. Um, you know, like some neighborhood kids would like ghetto kids would like play hockey, like in the parking lot. Crazy. Like, yeah. It was really weird how I'm surprised they were even able to get sticks, dude. Honestly, like you could go to like big five and get like a real shitty, like, yeah. you know, street stick. I mean, and, even now, like when we're on tour and we try to find hockey sticks, like a lot of cities, you can't yeah, get them. It's true. Okay. This is a, a, some people that I've seen the Mighty Ducks will think this is kind of cool, but um, remember Mighty Ducks two when they like have to like re re like um, find themselves and they go out and play roller hockey with like those ghetto kids. Uh huh. One of those kids was lived blocks away from me. One of the kids <laughs> from the movie. So he actually. It's that's not far from reality because he was the one that would gather the neighborhood kids to go play in um in in this parking lot and so he was one of the kids from that movie that actually did that in real life he would like be like come on let's go play like hockey and we're like what's hockey and they're like let me show you <laughs> what's hockey you know yeah. what I mean? like um so yeah it was just something that like i love i love skating and i had i had a blast and i played the, the, these shitty little street games with like on your feet and like rollerblades and stuff and then um a, a friend a family friend of my mom's um had a kid exactly my age and me and him like hit it off we're like hey we're buddies now you know our, our yeah. moms are friends and he was super into hockey and he goes why don't you we should go try out for a team try okay sure you're like you know what I was crazy like, yeah whatever man like you know so 
my my mom suited me up the day of tryouts. Typical my mom because she was late to everything and like suited me up like at Big Five. I bought all used gear. I had my mouthpiece in, everything, like skate guards, ran to the car. I was late for the tryouts, drove me, dropped me off. I ran into the rink, pulled my guards off, like, right on time, like, got there. So this was tryouts, um, and I had to stop, right? You had to go up to the blue line stop, red line stop, you know, whatever. And I hadn't stopped yet. I hadn't hockey stopped. I hadn't done, like, the, yeah, you know, I, I had yet to do that because I'd always rented skates. They were always dull and shitty. So now I had my own skates, and I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I can stop. Like that's part of this this tryout is to be able to stop. Period. You know. So my first hockey stop was in my first tryout. I was like skating. skating I like turned. I was like, oh, I did it. I wow. stopped. I was like so. One like, for my one. My mind was blown. Like I just couldn't believe I had done it. Right. But um, quick sidebar yeah. for my uh, hockey <laughs> career. So I wanted to play hockey. I'm, I grew up here in Toronto. Like that's hockey it's, hotbed. It's, yeah. It's a hotbed. Right. And uh, so I wanted to play hockey. And my dad, who played hockey, uh-huh. was like, uh, was like, no. Can't, I was like five. Yeah. And my dad's like, nope, can't play hockey till you learn to skate. Gotta learn to skate first. Yeah. And my mom was like, well, I think if you sign up for hockey, he'd, you know, learn to skate. Yeah. Nope, gotta learn to skate first. So I went uh, on the ice and I, uh, my, my mom had these skates that she got like, you know, secondhand. Yeah. So it was like a skating lesson where there's like a huge amount of people, right? So at the beginning, so I'm there and my mom yeah. says she's watching me like, wow, this doesn't look, he doesn't look like he's can even stand up oh, what's no. going on. So all I remember, this is it's like a bad dream remembering yeah. it, but it really happened. They at the beginning of the skating practice, yeah. they called everyone like to the you know the corner, end, end boards, yeah, like yeah. the end boards, and uh, everyone skated there. And I would skate, fall, uh. fall, and I couldn't even get up, and I kept falling down. And then finally, everyone's there, and everyone's just like laughing at me. <gasps> the entire thing, it's like a, it was like straight out of a bad dream. And so I got through the skating lesson. It was horrible. My mom says, there's something wrong with your skates. There must be something wrong with your skates. So I yeah. go to the store. I get the brand new like yeah, tax yeah. or bow or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. Get them all sharpened up. Oh, no. The short version of the story is it wasn't the skates. Oh, it was just man. the uh, the lack of talent. And I, <laughs> I, I know I, I end up I'm, I end up being it's, like a decent baseball player and basketball player in my life, and I'm yeah. like fairly athletic at things. But yeah. I'll tell you, man, like skating, it it's still tough, isn't my thing. Man. I still yeah. struggle skating. So. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, it's just yeah. I think it's some people just like uh, are are just kind of natural at it, you know. And like some people work really hard at it, but it's like it is a weird thing to have those skates on the first time and get out there and your ankles are like, what do I do with my ankles? Like, it's true. I'm going to fall back and crack my head. Like it's super tricky. Well then, then after that, whenever like we had, um, school trips and, and in Toronto, it was very common to have like field trips to go skating. Uh huh. And you're like, yeah, I would try to cough and be sick in the morning. I don't want to go. And then my mom, like, cause my mom didn't work. So she was always, uh, like the helping out at all the field trips. Yeah. So then she got me this like terrible, like, you know, the old Jofa helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like a green Jofa helmet oh. that I had to wear. My mom wouldn't let me take it off. You're and, not going far with that. Oh on. God, it was the worst, but that's crazy. Anyway, so uh, we're, yeah. we're way off track, but that's uh, right. the, um, 
So I want to talk about, so you love hockey, you love music, yep. and you kind of came into a point in your like teens, I guess, where you kind of picked music. Yeah, yeah. It was and a you, point you where you started was like, a band, obviously, or joined a band. Yeah. What was your first band? My first band is called Take the Crown. Um, okay. We, uh, you guys did some stuff. Yeah, we did some stuff. We got, we were signed, you know. <laughs> um, it was funny because I always asked my buddies, I'm like, come on, let's start a band. Let's start a band. They're like, what can you do? I'm like, oh, I'll just sing. I'll just sing. I just thought it was so easy. I, I was super tone deaf. Like the first, t- like our, if you listen to our first demo, it's actually god awful, and I'm embarrassed about it. Like it's even like someone could get a hold of it. Like it scares me. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to go to singing lessons. <laughs> you know, like right. So I, I, you know, I went to I, I, I took some lessons and stuff, and just um, and then I, we did a like a an, another demo with my buddies from uh, Banseos, and they had their own uh, studio yeah. in their garage and stuff. And so Chris, actually, their bass player kind of he is one of the reasons why I can actually sing and like he just pushed me and 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 I was in the in the booth for hours and hours and hours and hours till I got it right till I figured out he would sing it back to me and I would have to just copy him you know what I mean right and 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 so he really like helped a lot and um and then we had this EP and then uh and then got signed off the EP with Rise Records and um put out uh let the games begin it was called and we bit of a hockey reference perhaps bit of a hockey yeah <laughs> it wasn't any like Donnybrook or drop the gloves or anything but which would have been cool but uh uh yeah we, we we did that and um had some management and actually got got put out on um our first our first tour ever 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 was in the uk with 18 visions which is crazy right it was in 06 that is crazy yeah and um because they were really good friends of ours they're like, dude, just come with us to, to the UK. We're like, okay, <laughs> sure. Like, you know what I mean? So we all put our money together and bought plane tickets and, and went out there and played with them. And um, it was awesome. It was a super long way cool. from home. Long way from home. And then the second tour was with Lost Profits. And that was in the States. That was like their last like States tour. So you toured with the American band in, in yep. uh, Europe and the European band yep. in America. And they were like, we're yep. going to bring you out to England. Like we, we hit it off with those guys, you know, and they were playing arenas and stuff out there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then did got signed whatever, and then did a tour with Emerosa was actually um, our first like yeah. states. Wow, st- uh, our, our first like states tour after being signed. So, yeah, it's crazy. and then didn't work out. Obviously, um, yeah. Plus, if I kick their singer out, and they, yeah, that's that. Well, that was that was a crazy thing because I mean I've known. Um, uh, Bless the fall before you were in the band. Yeah, yeah. We toured with with uh, with them before, so I, yep. you know, I know Craig pretty well, yep. and uh, of course everyone else. Um, so w- w- that must have been oh seven was yeah when all that that's right kind of went down. But that must have been tough for you. Um, I mean, you yeah, must have yeah. been pretty stoked too. But like, w- what were you feeling like? You got how did you come in the band? Like, did they you submitted like a, a <laughs> an audition tape yeah. or what was it? <laughs> Um, well, basically my roommate worked for science records, which was bless the falls record label. She would come home from work and brag about bless the fall every day. Like listen to this song, watch this music video. Like she loved them. Right. Um, so when they kicked out Greg, we, i I was the first one to kind of know about it. Like, Oh man, they lost their singer, you know? Going, that's crazy. She goes, you should try out. I'm like, well, my band just put our album out. Like we literally oh. just put our record out. So I go, well, thanks, you know, but, um, I'm, I'm going to try this out with our band, you know? Right. Like, um, so we did the touring, did everything and I was working construction and I was like in debt and all my money went to gas and food and rent and, you know, um, 
it was hard, you know, it was really tough. And it got to a point where like we weren't getting any bigger. Our label wasn't giving us tour support. You know, at first they were, and then yeah. they weren't. And so we're like, dude, we can't tour without tour support at this point in our careers, you know, like careers. <laughs> right. And so, uh, we, we came to, to a point where I was like, where we all kind of decided, all right, we're going to give it another month. Nothing happens. Nothing picks up, you know, that's it. And so at that point I told my roommate, I go, let him know, like, I'm interested in trying out. I don't think this is going to work out with my band. And, uh, she emailed, like she hit him up and they're like, dude, yeah, cool. Like we heard, we heard the stuff. It sounds sick. Like they heard my old band. Yeah. I go, I don't scream or anything. So, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I know like Craig does both, you know? And so they're like, well, can you fly out to, to, to try out for, you know, come sing a couple songs, you know, like practice with us. I'm like, sure. So I learned a couple of their old songs. Um, they sent me demos actually. They sent me like, Hey baby, which is, Oh yeah. And I wrote that on a lot. Like it just went to my car. Like they wrote you just the music. Yeah. Just yeah. sent me, Hey baby, the music. I went to the car, wrote a verse and chorus and recorded it on garage band, sang into it awfully. I don't know why they thought it sounded good, but they were like, that sounds sweet. I like sang into like a laptop, yeah. you know? And, um, and uh, sent them that. They're like, cool. Flew out. Uh, did like four songs. Showed them. I had like, there's a song called To Hell and Back. I wrote like a, a, a chorus in the, for and sang yep. that for them. We went to McDonald's, took a break, came back, did another song. And everyone one by one left the bedroom or like left the room. Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck's everyone going? And I'm like sitting there by myself. And I'm like. All right, they they don't want me in the like. Uh, this is pretty obvious that I'm not gonna. I'm not the dude for the gig. They had tried out honestly about fifty other people by then. So right. they were. I'm like, oh, they're over it. I walk out into the into the lobby. They're like, Eric goes. So so you want to do this? I'm like, do what? Like I thought he meant like leave or go somewhere. He's like, do you want to be in the band? I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, man. Like cool. So okay. That was it. That, that we went from there. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so well, how much younger are those guys than you? Cause um. Jared is the oldest, and I think he's twenty eight. Okay, so yeah, so you're say. quite a bit older than those guys. Yeah, too. was that dynamic coming into the band? Like, did you feel at all like you knew more than them, <laughs> kind of? Because, or, or was it almost the other way around? Because they, they were toured, yeah. they already toured and they were already in a bigger band and stuff. Like, they already had fans and and you know. Yeah, it was. That's interesting. It was an interesting dynamic because I'm a I'm pretty immature for my age. As, uh, at least back then I was. I was like. I was kind of like still pretty immature I'm pretty immature I'm like the goofball I'm doing like pranks on them and like you know all that shit like Jared came out to California and spent the night first time ever like I met him he came out to to write together and I like set a camera up and scared the shit out of him while he was sleeping (laughs) you know like things like that and so the dynamic worked out like I was I you know I kind of brought some more fun to the band as well not saying that they weren't having fun but it was like I brought more like a lightheartedness to everything um well, I, I can comment on that too because the first tour we did with those guys, and and I mean, I don't know, I mean, people might not know the story, but Craig actually left the tour. Yeah, we were in Europe, and he left the tour in the middle, <laughs> yeah. and they didn't know what they were going to do, and it was actually me that like, well, it was half selfish because I didn't want them to go because we wouldn't have either, a support yeah. band, but it was also because I wanted them to keep going because I liked them, and I was like, yeah. look, you guys should, you know. And I kind of convinced um, Jared to do the screaming. Wow, and, I didn't know and that. And Eric to do the singing. Yeah, and that's what they did. They they played as a four piece. Yeah, and they were bad. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and then yeah, and I was in talks a little bit about them getting a new singer and everything. Yeah, uh, when it happened, but at that point, you know, they were uh, like a Christian band. Yeah, that's kind of their thing. The label, none of them yeah. drank. 
Yeah, yeah. They were very straight laced. We, yeah. we the, every night we would we had the uh, well we shared a bus, so okay. we had what we called the kids table. Yeah, where yeah. they would go in and we would all be like drinking and stuff downstairs, and they'd have their little like oh. upstairs lounge where they'd be watching movies. And one time I went up there, and the the uh, four of them were up there, and they're all like cuddling watching Titanic. It's <laughs> like whoa. That's <laughs> so awesome. You guys have, uh, yeah, so I guess you definitely brought in a bit of a, more of a yeah a party uh, uh party atmosphere. even though i don't drink even though you're yeah even though you're i condone the partying though yeah i'm like dude party i'll drive <laughs> there you go i back that okay so um so you came in and and you were this new guy yeah in a band that had already released a popular you know successful yeah, record with yeah. another singer and then he went on to join another successful band yeah did you feel like was that hard for you to deal with i mean there must have been people on the internet being like we bring the old guy back and I mean even maybe to this day you might still get yeah you get like one or two even though you've done like four records now with the band or whatever but like how how is that how do you deal with all that stuff Um, I try to I I shut it out and honestly we didn't get as much shit as oh I didn't get as much shit as Craig did for joining Escape the Fate like he got a lot of shit for it like a lot of heat and, and and um really brutal like their fans are were kind of brutal and bless the fall fans were i think a lot more accepting and they were very appreciative that the band could continue rather than like fuck bring back the old guy it was more like yes we can we're gonna get another album you know what i mean sure um and so honestly like it was it was a couple things here and there but for the most part it was a huge huge um backing and and that made me a lot you know that made me relax a lot more and i was like this is really cool like their fans are actually really good um um, dedicated fans and they really care about the band not just the singer yeah which which goes a long way you know what i mean so you were i mean you kind of say that you knew about the band through like kind of your roommate but were you a fan of the band really or was it like you're just like oh yeah they sound pretty cool like kind of in the background and like i'll check it out yeah you know what's funny is that Take the Crown played with Bless the Fall at Chain Reaction, and that's when they were they were still a four piece. Well, they had like a fill in bass player, and they oh, were yeah. practicing for like Taste of Chaos or so, or something along the lines. Uh, and so we opened up for them, and I remember watching them be like, "Dude, this is sick, man! Like, yeah. that they're a good band. Like, they're just a good band. Like, I wasn't like, um, I wasn't I was like a fan necessarily. I was a fan in that I thought the music was great." And that's what, you know, I wouldn't have joined a band if I didn't think the music was good. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's a, it's a crazy story. Like, I still have the ticket somewhere, like, because I save all my ticket stubs and stuff like yeah. that. So I still have the ticket somewhere with Take the Crown and Bless the Fall. So with Craig, so you came in and you replaced Craig and, and he was like a singer, screamer, both guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you're just a singer. Have you, yeah. like, what's that? Why are, do you not kind of know how to scream? Are you not comfortable with yeah. it? Well, I do more now, actually. I, I, I've... I've kind of just learned by process of failure and that's <laughs> the only learned, way to learn. You I know think. What I mean? yeah. yeah. So I'm like, um, it was really, I was really worried about my voice. You know, I was like, I sing, I don't know. I've never tried screaming, you know? So, but live more and more, um, I've picked up some parts here and there and especially with, um, Jared plays and screams at the same time. So I've, I've, picked up parts to do you know and and some and there's like a, uh, there was one time where like something broke of jared's and he had to leave and i just kept screaming the part oh yeah you know and so um he his scream is insane like i can't i cannot replicate what he does he i do sort screamer. of like a a fake 
cup the mic thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and like, I'll admit it, you know, I'm just like, I'm trying, I'm trying things, you know? Yep. And, um, and it's fun, you know, it's fun when you do it right. And, um, you can do it all. And I, that's insane that you do as much as you do. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. I, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> there's days like, like, uh, I don't know if, if people can tell in my voice, I'm like a bit sick right now. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. had a cold, like, just okay. a, you know, just a regular, common, just a common yeah. cold. <laughs> but of course, you know, for me, I always get like, I get a sore throat and then, and then a couple of these later it gets stuffy. And then, mm-hmm. and the stuffy part for me, like when my nose is running, yeah. uh, which I'm just kind of getting over now is the worst one I have to yeah. sing. And of course, you know, we just got back from South America yeah. and I'm like, oh God, this is the worst timing. Yeah. It happened you know? right when we were going. So how, how does your voice hold up on tour? Uh, it's, it's just pretty well. Um, I think for me, a cold just means I sound more nasally. I sound like I'm in Green Day or Tom DeLonge or something at that point. Yeah. It doesn't um, affect like your breathing or anything too yeah, bad. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. It's when, um, it's when you get into like the chest area and throat, obviously, uh, like on Warp Tour, I was pretty healthy throughout the whole thing, and I got a random weird throat thing. Like I think I don't know what it was. Like everyone started got like this like weird throat infection. I felt like it spread throughout the camp because yeah. and so I got it, um, and I was able to kind of squeak through, and I was okay. But um, I had a couple of rough days for me personally. Like my yeah. voice cracked and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's so embarrassing, but no one. No one else notices really, except for the guys with the ears on. Right? That tends to be what it is. Yeah, I know. Um, it's funny how how you know. I think most singers, myself included, we're our own worst critics. You know. Yeah, yeah, of and, course. Uh, and half the time you, you miss a note and and you think it's terrible and yeah. you know. And so yeah, so um, no, it's it holds up pretty well. I, yep. I try to stay stay as healthy as I can on tour. I try to eat eat well and. I try to get decent amount of sleep and stuff like that. And I think that's all you can really do. And if you're going to get sick, it's like inevitable. Like if someone on the bus is sick and it's contagious, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, going to spread. Mean, it's all close, recycled. The air. close quarters are, are tough. For I sure. know, man. But uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I guess like uh, what's next now for you guys? You guys have a new record out. Yep. Uh, tell the people about it. Plug it a little bit. Yeah. To those left behind, it came out last week and uh, we're super stoked on it and, and, it's just us kind of stepping it up ourselves. Um, you know, there's some songs on there that you probably would never expect from us. There's a song that almost didn't make the record and it's kind of an R and B like vibe to it. And it was supposed to be like an interlude and then we ended up putting vocals on it and it sounded sick. And we're like, dude, let's put this on the record. Like right. it sounds awesome. And so there's a couple curveballs on it and um a couple quintessential Bless of Fall songs and um, you know, some some big like ballad bangers as well. And we just write what we like. We don't really like you know, once you're a band for a certain amount of time, I feel like you're just, you're writing music that you, you, you love to write, period. I think that's what everyone should do. And if one of those songs happens to get popular or like if it gets put on a, on the radio or something like that, and then so be it, like, cool. Right. Well, the and, record's great. I, yeah. I think it's it's probably your best record. And Thanks, I think man. vocally uh, for you, yeah, and Jared too, for that matter, but, but, yeah, but for great. you uh, especially, I think, the record is is really really shine on it. Awesome, thanks, um, man. You, who did you do the record with? Is Joey? We did it with Joey. Um, he Joey Sturgis. Joey Sturgis is an amazing mixer, producer, uh, engineer, and and uh, he's a master of his craft. He's kind of uh, created this sound that I think a lot of other producers in our genre are trying to kind of emulate. Um, so he's he's kind of a pioneer in the, in that. You know, I yeah. think he gets some shit about it sometimes about like. Oh, he's using fake drums here, and it's like I know we recorded our drums. <laughs> yeah, I was there, <laughs> um, and uh, 
and uh, we also went to uh, Eric Ron. We actually tried to do something we've never done before. We did like co-writes, and um, this dude named Eric Ron is an absolute genius, melodic genius, and just a cool oh, yeah. dude. And so this was a first time for me to like open up to someone else and and, and kind of bring him in like a sixth member of the band. You oh know? really? Yeah. So I was like, here are my lyrics. Here's my melodies. And so he helped you yeah. with your melodies. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. And so it was like. He goes, well, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm like, wow, that sounds sick. Cool. Let's write a song. You know? And so, oh, we, wow. yeah, so yeah. it was the first time that we'd ever um, worked with a co-writer. And, uh, and I think sometimes um, some bands are scared to admit it or scared to um, branch out and do that. But I feel yeah. like for a band like ours that, um, that has been around for a while and working on the fourth record, fifth record, you know what I mean? Right. Um, uh, you kind of need to, you, you need that for like some freshness and from, you know, to work outside your box. And so I think that was the most important for me and for the band to come up with something that is uh, a lot different. And I think it shine. I think it shows and I think it, it's, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that's why I noticed. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's but like, that's great. I mean, anytime but, you can, you can up, I mean, that that's the thing with Silverstein too, is every record we've tried to, outdo ourselves yeah yeah and i think that any t- and when you whenever you whatever you have to do to 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 take that step yeah whether it's like for us on our fourth record um we wrote a concept album you yeah. know so yeah. we, we did that to try to like to, to try to you know change things up so yeah. whatever you have to do to switch it up to, to yeah. really like be able to take that plunge into yeah where you need to go i think is is important yeah and especially with like um being on, on tours like warp tour where you're reaching like a, a, a whole new fan base like a lot of times half the people in the crowd may have never heard you before but know your name and want to come check it out and stuff like that so it's like you, you know you want to just be at your best you want to be at your top you don't want to you don't want to take a step back you know obviously with anything you know um so i think we're in the same same position as you guys like every record for me here on out it's just topping ourselves and pushing ourselves um creatively and um you know, musicianship wise and vocally, you know, I feel like I yeah. got pushed further than I ever have. Like there were songs that I was afraid to sing because I'm like, holy shit, these notes are really high or these notes are crazy or it's not something I would typically do that's in my comfort zone. So I had to get out of my comfort zone. Right. Um, so you had a combination of the the guy helping you, helping you write and yeah. then the producer yeah. pushing you. Yeah, exactly. Which so, is, which is really great. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Eric was was awesome because he loves R and B and like rap and stuff. So I'd be in the booth like listening to Drake, like turning up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'd be turning up in the booth and be like, "Yeah!" And he would just like let me do my thing. I just like get all hyped up. You know what I mean? Nice. And, and have a good time. We listen to like Tovlo and stuff, like for kind of that pop sensibility. And so we got we just got along. We just got along perfectly. And we understand. So hopefully, you know what? Maybe like next record, I would love to work with him again and see what we can kind of create together. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. So yeah. I guess you guys, now that you guys have the record in the can, and uh, I guess you're probably getting to get your first week numbers and you yeah. know, all this stuff is going <laughs> to happen. And then uh, I'm sure you have a whole lot of tours booked. So yeah. what's going on with the tours? We're doing uh, October 20th is the first day of the To Those Left Behind tour. I wanted to call it the Tour of Those Left Behind, but I got outvoted. I think, <laughs> I think it would have like been that. a lot cooler um, and easier to say. Um no, we're going out with Six Year Guns, Amorosa, Oceans A Alaska, and Cane Hill. And I think these days you ha- you kind of have to put a, a night out together for for kids to come out, and we got a great oh, night yeah, great, out. Great it's, package. Yeah, so um, Six Year Guns are unbelievable. 
they have an amazing, amazing core fan base that like we need to like kind of, I feel like we're going to need to step it up as a band, you know, like when you're playing after them is not something you normally want to do because they have people pushing you. Yeah. And so they definitely push us. They're really good friends of ours. Um, in fact, I'm like, come share a bus with us. Like we just like, yeah, you know, they're, they're awesome dudes. Emerosa, super talented. Um, I, I've known all those guys, you know, for a long time, their new singers, amazing. Um, they're on Warped Tour for a little while. So, yep. um, they did awesome and uh, oceans eight Alaska. We've played with them out in the UK before and they're in another awesome band. I, th- I think their first U S show was at chain reaction and sold out, which is amazing. Like, sure. you know yeah, what I mean? Wow. So, uh, um, it's going to be fun and it's going to be a lot of, um, they call them secondary markets where I, I you, saw the routing. You saw the routing. I looked so. at it and I'd say some of them are C or C maybe or D markets yeah. in there. So, I, I was actually surprised at some yeah. of the, cause I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I've never been to that yep. city, let yep. alone that venue. And, I know. You know we're, we're, we're like, we're, the thing is that the plan here is I don't want to give away our whole strategy and, or people might not even care, but, um, <laughs> there's about 7,500 other tours going on this fall. Huge tours. Bring me the Rise in Paris issues are going out. Uh, I think Parkway. I think uh, um, who else? August Burns Red. And, Silverstein you know, Census Fail. Silverstein Census Fail. You know what I mean? Like, so you see yep. these huge tours that are going on in the in the major markets, right? And so our plan is to stay out of those. It makes sense. Um, and 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 play for these cities that we some cities we've never been to, smaller rooms, things like that. Um, it ends in Anaheim, which isn't a secondary market, which is an amazing market and at, at house of blues. So that's like, that's going to be a banger. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, and then One there's places like in the world. Yeah, exactly. Like I love that. That's why you're, it, you're at Disneyland. Um, but then there's some cities we've never been to. And so it's going to give the, um, those people a chance who have never seen us probably cause we've never come there to come out and to, um, not have stiff competition being yeah. so, you know, so close. So, uh, hopefully it works out. That's and then great. I think, uh, and then we're going back to South America with asking Alexandria in December and, um, we're doing like Chile and Argentina and Brazil. And, um, and then hopefully, you know, who knows where we're going from there. I, I'd imagine we're probably going back out fairly soon after that. There's nothing yeah. been announced yet, but well uh, with, I mean, your schedule coming up is lights going to be on tour too. Uh, she will be on tour. She's doing a fall tour as well. So that so, must be, yeah, that was going to be crazy. Be planning where like we get three days off on our next tour. And yeah. so I have to figure out where the family's going to be on those days off so I could fly and so, see them. <laughs> so is, is like rocket going to go out with her? Yeah. Yeah. Rocket will be out with her. Oh. And, um, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty crazy again. That must but, be uh, crazy. So do, yeah. do you guys have a nanny or something that goes along? Yeah. She, well, uh, her mom comes out. Yeah. So she's got Rocket's grandma. got grandma with her. And so she's become pretty close to grandma and, and family's everything. Absolutely. And absolutely. So um, we're pretty lucky to have that that there is we don't have to hire like some random nanny to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. great. Well, you got a, lot, a busy rest of the year yep. you and lights. And then I guess Christmas time, you'll, you'll probably be all together and do something special. That'll be really nice. Oh, I can't wait. I'm like. Three months till Christmas, less than three months. And that's the next thing. And next when there's people listening to this, who even knows? Maybe, even maybe knows a month when that time this comes out. <laughs> and like the other night I was like, I, I, I tweeted, I'm, ba- I'm packing and I won't be home till December 15th, That which is insane. You yeah. know what I mean? I literally like I'm, I left and I'm going all over and I won't be back till then. And that's the next time I get to see our home. <laughs> so, um, but it's worth it for the, you know, I just want the fans to know and the people that support us to know that how much we put into 
this lifestyle. You know, it's not glamorous by any means. We no. we we don't um, you know, we're not these rock stars that everyone kind of sometimes no, other you, even other bands try to portray that they are like, oh, look at my car that I'm renting that's so sick, or look at my, you know what I mean? Like they're putting out yeah. this vibe that. There's this whole rock star lifestyle. Like, look at my bus and stuff. It's like, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sacrifice. And, um, well, that's you and lights, you're working musicians. Yeah. That's what you are. Yeah. And you have a child and that makes that Ten times even harder. harder. And yeah. there's, it's probably makes it way less glamorous as much yeah. as people want to romanticize the whole yep, thing. Sure. So, so no, I, I think it's, I think it's good to set the record straight, you know, yeah. um, with that, because it's true. A lot of people, and you're right, even other bands, they see it and they'll say, oh yeah, you know, Look at Bo and his perfect life. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and dude. it's like, well, I mean, I'm sure you don't have that many complaints, but at the yeah. same time, there's probably times when you're like, man, I wish I could just slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's been cool. The band understands, and we've had these gaps like since Warp Tour, since we've been on there. I haven't done anything. So, yeah, I mean, I've been traveling with the family and stuff, but like, you know, I've got this little chunk of time off, which is really good. It would be like two months. You know, once we go back on the road, it had been like two months since our last show. So I think that's probably one of the biggest gaps in time we've had you know like so uh the band understands that i do need some breaks here and we all do you know what i mean sure. like as much as you want to work and what you need to work you also need your time to uh decompress and just enjoy enjoy life enjoy being home for a minute so absolutely yeah so cool well thanks well yeah, thanks dude. for joining me here at my house and <laughs> yeah of course first podcast in my house and uh that's really yeah thanks for coming over dude awesome well, we're going to go listen to the trains drive by. Listen, and, uh, yeah, this one right now. I wonder if they can hear it. Yeah, this will be, cool be a good test anyways to see yeah. if I can still do podcasts here. It's true. Well, great, awesome, Bo. Man. Thanks for everything, man. Yeah, dude. Handshake. All the best. Yeah. Can't wait to hear this back. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys. So there it is, my conversation with Bo. You can tell that uh, we recorded that a few months ago, I guess, if you're an avid Bless the Fall fan. Uh, but the new record... Uh, to those left behind is out right now, so go check it out. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a classic Bless the Fall song that we mentioned in the podcast. Uh, here's the song, Hey Baby, here's the song you wanted on Lead Singer Syndrome. We'll see you next week. Hey, this is Bo. I can't get to my phone right now, but when I'm done being awesome, I'll call you back. Hey, Bo, you are a fucking liar. You are worthless. I never want to ever talk to you or see you again. So go fuck yourself. Fuck you. (laughs) 